do this. Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. It's great having you all here. And I'm excited. I'm a little sad because I have a guest and the last time uh, she was a guest on the show, we were together in person and we were looking across from each other at Rat Bastard's apartment. And now that place doesn't exist anymore. And I'm all the way on the other side of the country. So it's kind of sad. But we're together in Zoom. And uh, she uh, just woke up because apparently she has a little problem with uh, time management. Uh, but let's welcome back to the show Beatrice. We know her as Betty Montevaro, Miami artist, musician, and friend. Welcome back to the show, Betty. Hi, Rob. Thank you for having me. I've been up for a while. I just I okay. thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's good. That's good. Although it's fine. It's fine. It's it's all good. Yeah, but I'm happy to have you back. Uh, people, Betty's been on the show twice, and I've gotten Betty. I'm I'm not lying. I tell Betty this. I've gotten more. I feel like positive comments from people that like love you as a guest on the show. They say, "Oh, Betty's great. You, you got to have her back." And uh, oh, that's that makes me so happy. Thank you yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah. So you people. did uh, Go Go's Beauty and the Beat, and then we did Adam and the Ants, Kings of the Wild Frontier. So I, I, I don't know. Could you say there's a theme? I don't know if there's a theme to your record picks, but what's the record that we're talking about today? Today we will be talking about Susie and the Banshees' second record. Join hands. Yeah. So I don't know what's the theme because I was gonna say well '80s, but no, this uh, this came out uh, earlier. This came out in uh, 1979. Yeah. Uh, now uh, this was their second album, but was this your first introduction to them, or did you get their first album, The Screams? No, I didn't get the um, the scream until later. The the story of how I got this record is weird. I was at a Friends of the Family's house, the Sempers in uh, South South Miami, and uh, they had some friends over. Uh, Patty had this friend over whose brother was goth, like super goth. Oh, okay. I, I was in high school, but they were like recently. They came from Santa Domingo or something. It was really weird. But we talked about Susie the Banshees, and he lent me this tape, and I made a tape of it. And I didn't have like an official version for several years, you know, and now I have, you know, CD and vinyl of it. But of course. at the time, it was a tape ripped off of a tape. Oh, and when was this? What year was this? I want to say it was uh, maybe 86 or 87, 87 probably, okay. high school. And, and like, uh, was this your first, like, big dive into goth or goth music? Um, I mean, I, I had already been, like, interested in... Uh, Susie and the Banshees, I mean, like, even just, like, visually, you know, it looked, I mean, the makeup and stuff, and yeah, and I'm, I've always liked Halloween, you right. know, oh, and yeah. dark, <laughs> dark things. I think I'd, I had somebody make me a tape in high school, but, like, you know, like, people are not experts at making tapes, and it would only come out on one side, right. and then you're like, well, this is garbage, I can't even listen to this, <laughs> like, I won't listen to this, I need to have both sides, right. you know? yeah. <laughs> Like the stereo effect, like I'm, I might be missing guitars or vocals or yeah, who knows what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, this is the first Susie and the uh, and the Banshees uh, album that I had and right. like really listened to. And it's good. And I, I'll tell you, I was surprised like diving back into it. I I heard it back in the day, and we uh, we previously did uh, Juju uh, years ago with Woody Compton on the show. He did that. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, but Betty, I was surprised. I didn't realize how like goth and punk 
they were early on. You know, this is their second album, and this this album is is like it's great, but it's really you could. I mean, people say, oh, they're they're you know forefathers of goth, and you really can't argue with that. I think this is for me the most goth album ever. Right? And <laughs> yeah. It's like it is it is sacrilegious. It's it's otherworldly. It's like ethereal. Like it sounds like there's demons in there. It's you know, got everything. Like, it's got everything yeah. anyone who would be into that would uh, would want, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and and you, and, and Betty, I always think it's funny because you, ha- so you you were obviously you were drawn to this. I mean, you heard this cassette and you listened probably listened to it over and over, and this was your jam, right? Because this was everything. Because you said you 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 like Halloween, you like dark things. But it's also funny because you're also, I see you as a really like ha- happy person and you were probably a, a happy kid. So, you know, I, I don't know what I, I think I've asked you this before. I always ask what your family, what, what your parents thought of this, like you listening to music like this. Well, I, I was uh, I went to like 12 years of Catholic school. Right. So I kind of feel like Catholic school either makes you a good Catholic or makes you kind of, you know, off in a way or, right. you know counterculture or something like um and also like going to catholic school i i kind of feel like it makes you more susceptible to movies like the omen like or like rosemary babies like like satanic things are so much more like possible or even if you don't really believe that much anymore it's still like seems like it could be true right right know? because it, it's like uh, baked into how you grew up i mean you grew up with all this so it's just sort of uh, it's sort of you know uh, connects to you whether you wanted to or not you sort of have this connection to it all right yeah yeah i i i, I want to imagine like listening to this record while driving in like coral gables around like the phony like coral ruins Right. And the, the tree-lined streets, like Old Cutler Road or whatever, and like Plymouth Congregational Church in, in Coral Gables, too, which we all used to think was a satanic church right. at my school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, you know, it's kind of like totally has that vibe. Right. And and now, so at this point, were you already a musician? Were you already playing drums at, at this point? Yeah. You were? I mean, okay. not, in, not in bands, but by right. myself. Okay. And do you feel like this, because I could sort of, I, I could hear it in, in your playing. I could hear an Way. influence, I mean, for sure. Yes, yes. Like, this is like, like, whereas Kings of Frontier had like, you know, a certain kind of tribal drum thing. Like, this is so simple and brutal and, like, palm-heavy. It just, yeah, I feel like it's so powerful, the, yeah. the drumming, without being flashy, you know? Oh, yeah, right, right, which is exactly that uh, describes you and, and your playing. So, yeah, like yep. I said, I could definitely, I hear, as I'm listening to this, I'm going, oh, of course, I could see why Betty would be totally drawn yeah. to this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it's great. So we should mention it was the last album with the band's first lineup with uh, guitarist John McKay and drummer Kenny Morris, who I yeah. guess they both quit the group after they, after they started their join their tour for this album. Join Ants, right? They, yeah, just, like right at the beginning of it. Right, um, right. I, I mean, I feel like I mean I like this record. I like the Scream too, but I think this is more mature, more fully formed. Right. And um, it's. 
it's so scary. It's a scary record, you know? Yeah, like, it is. It, it's more than creepy. Like... It's really creepy. <laughs> yeah. I was getting, I mean, in, in the in the morning, I'm listening to it in the morning, and I'm, and I'm getting creeped out by it. Because, you know, when you put the headphones on, you listen to it. And it's done really well. And, and I will say, very influential. I feel like it's... It was influential to a lot of stuff that came after. I mean, obviously, you know, goth band. Obviously, some bands just like copied them outright, outright copied them, but maybe didn't do it as well. But just a, a lot of it, just uh, John McKay's sound, his, uh, the sounds he got out of his guitar were so different. Wow, in the style like, of playing. like sometimes they sound like breaking glass or, or you know, like fire or something yeah, like I, right I, right no. right <laughs> yeah yeah totally but not a, a traditional a guitar based drums going on uh but really unique and just really uh, well done right yeah yeah for sure for sure like i i like to play this to like metal friends of mine you know sometimes like listen to this i mean it's not metal but like it's so brutal but and it's like, still really know. heavy yeah it's heavy yeah, yeah. In, in in everything heavy in music and heavy in theme too right yeah <laughs> it's just heavy For shit sure. all right so let's uh let's get into it let's start listening uh the first song i guess the words were based on uh on a canadian army doctor john mccray's poem in flanders field and it starts out creepy, like right away, immediately, right? With those bells, those ch church bells. It's like the world's best intro <laughs> for like a record, it especially is. like a, a spooky record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Total, <laughs> total Halloween uh, intro. Let's listen to the first track a little bit of So so heavy, so dark. What a what an opener! Did you? Um, I know, like you do uh, research on the records before uh, these. Uh, did you? Did you read about the the two minutes of silence? Like the, um, one of them um, was watching television, and they, they gave there was like a two minutes of silence for the the dead of the war or something right, for right, people right. who had died. And they thought like to, and that's why the song is two minutes long too. Like ah, to okay, fill, okay. To fill the silence of the two of the two minutes. Oh uh, right, yeah. They said this is good. This is what's going to fill, yeah, the silence in yeah. the, the two minute silence. Yeah, because yeah. it's very. I mean, even the cover. So it's kind of loosely. Um, it's inspired by World War One, I, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and you as an artist, I'm sure uh, you were drawn to just their you know their covers all all their album covers are really great this is a really cool uh, album cover 
I I didn't have the album. Oh, cover. that's right. You had to because I like I had a rip off of a tape that was given to right. me without like anything or like it was just the white tape that was given to me. So I didn't have anything for years and for years was, that's right because we didn't for for anyone younger listening but i don't think anyone young listens to the show betty but yeah. uh, you couldn't just look and she couldn't just google it and see what the cover no. looked like no, no. <laughs> it was a while it was a few years before of course i got to see like anything it's like uh, only the lyrics that were really obvious i could pick out you know right but i would like to think if you if you happen to be in a record store when you were young and saw this album, you would be drawn to it anyway. I, I would think you you would be if if you saw it in a record. Maybe store. maybe. In, instead of someone just giving you the uh, tape of it, which is awesome. I guess this when they were doing this, there was the things going on in Iran and everything, and yeah. uh, right. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah yeah. yeah. So the, so that inspired uh, lyrically a, a lot uh, lyrically going on here. Um, is that and it just adds uh, to the darkness of the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's lots of uh, yelling because there's so much. It's like I feel like Susie is like shouting this entire record. Yeah, you yeah. Know, <laughs> at you, and and it's uh, there's a lot of uh, themes of like uh, loneliness, being alone, um, in this, and I think the regal zone is supposed to be Iran. Right, right. Yeah, I think yeah. so. All right, yeah. Let's listen to a little bit of regal zone. Yeah, so so heavy and and yeah, like you said before, the the drumming when you listen to it, it's simple. It's really simple beat, but it just works so great in the song. Well, it's a, it's a, a cool syncopated beat in that you know, and and you can actually hear a little bit of hi hat or something. Like there's almost no cymbals, right, and no hi hat in any of this. Like there's a couple of songs towards the end that have a little bit of cymbals, but only like in the most. Imp- important dramatic parts right, right like not where you would imagine like in a regular like rock and roll song right and yeah you know her singing and and it's so funny when i listen to it you know it it's hard to separate because you listen to you, we we listen to this and we like love it but you know there's you could play this with someone that's never heard him and they think oh that that's horrible she's she's terrible you know and it's like it's so funny i i always loved how she just had her own style very early on and she you know, uh, that was the great thing about punk was that people just came, you know, came together and realized they could make music and they, but 
there are still people like you had people like uh, Sid Vicious that that thought he could do it, but but he never really evolved much after the beginning. But someone like Susie started out, and then she still evolved and just got better and better as she went along but right from the start you could tell she had this style like she had her own style yeah um like i don't think she's got like an operatic you know level voice of uh, you know tech tech te- technicalness but right right of course first of all like it's the the depth of her voice um the timbre of her voice which so good because it adds to like to the witchy quality oh yeah it's right, like, right right it's like uh you know the the lady that uh that did uh, like maleficent for disney or like madame leota like in the haunted mansion like uh yes uh, uh or or uh lady tramelon like it's it's this like deep powerful yes scary sinister voice. Uh, very uh, sinister vibe that she gives yes her. very very sinister and then She's got like all the confidence in the world, you know. Yes, with right. The delivery. Yes, you know, like yeah. there's there's no second guessing how much she knows that she's like she's in control and she's a badass and she's giving it to you and you better listen. Yeah, yeah, powerful and it ends and it's very uh, powerful, right? Yeah, I I once was listening um to like the radio, like some Susie station or whatever, and they put some uh some live song on. And uh, the crowd, and it was either the very beginning, or the very end of the track, and the crowd, I guess, was complaining. And she said, um, "We're gonna play. We're gonna play for you. Just shut up and listen. You know, <laughs> and pay attention." It was just like, "Wow, lady, that's like, right. <laughs> yeah. You go, girl. <laughs> I love it." All right, so this next one, uh, placebo effect. This is what I was going to talk about. I didn't realize, like, really listening to this record. How much? All right. So this record came out in '79. Uh, Joy Division's second album, Closer, came out in 1980, which I love. I'm a big fan of that album. They, I feel like they were influenced a lot by this. Uh, the guitar. Listen to the guitar sound in this, and it's clearly uh, inspired Joy Division for their song Colony on their next album, Closer. It's like really obvious, but let's listen to a little bit of placebo. Say you want to build a scar 
that sound is very Joy Division. You're, you're a fan of uh, Joy Division, right? Yeah, they're okay. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like uh, the the guitar sound, like it sounds like like an ice pick, or like a, or almost like the 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 theme for Psycho. Oh, almost right, like right, the, right, right. Like the the attack scene, like yes. the knife. Maybe that's why I almost see a knife. You know, it's because like like the shower scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, the song. For years, I mean, I don't really pay attention to lyrics that much anyway, um, unless they're really articulated well. Right. Um, and uh, I didn't realize until years later that this song was about like that, like fake kind of surgery. Like I remember seeing on television once where like, you know, they would they would put like a hand on somebody's stomach and right, right, and, like, right, right. And, like, like pretend like they were like going right into your stomach. Yes. You know, and like they had a fake blood and stuff around. And it, I remember like at the time it was like in search of or something, you know, it seems like possible like how are they doing that how right, like they're right, not right. you know but it was like totally bullshit you know? <laughs> so that's that's what, what that song is about right yeah it's cool you dip your hands into my flesh and say you won't reveal a scar i must have faith in this procedure it's a miracle it's a wonder so yeah obviously you didn't have you had this on a cassette so it's not like you had a lyric sheet but she is very good she she does articulate the words uh very well so you can get a, a lot of the words here it isn't like they're uh, buried or anything right 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 um but yeah it, it's really cool uh the themes on this um it's just very a uh, punk rock yeah yeah and and like <laughs> horrible you know like, yeah right, right. <laughs> horror very horror show you know yeah yeah which is which is great i mean that's the whole thing about goth i mean uh a lot of people just think uh, you know, it's the same thing. Oh, they're all uh, Satan worshippers and all that. But no, uh, a, a lot of people got into goth just because they didn't want everything, you know, pink and cheery and stuff. They they just were into it. That's why so many people, you know, people love Halloween. They love the, you know, the 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 darkness and the horror movies and the gore. But it's all in in a good fun, you know, mostly. Right. But I think, like, I mean, I I don't think this record is actually satanic i mean i don't right, think there right. actually is anything satanic, but i think there's a lot of blasphemy in this record like especially <laughs> like from a like a catholic school girl you know and like, you're just like, drawn to that right that's like yeah. uh <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh you, your poor parents but no but but it was it's all fine it's all good i would actually there's something it's funny i'm gonna let's listen to this next one and then i have a question for you about all that uh but this is another really cool song let's listen i really really like this next song oh, Icon. it's so cool this is really it's so killer Oh 
songs falling from the spire. So cool. So yeah, so she's talking about heaven and uh, thine eyes rain down from heaven and she's talking about guilt. So I have a feeling Su- Susie probably had maybe some kind of the same, I, I don't know much about her uh, upbringing, but maybe she was raised a Catholic as well. And I feel like that's that's in there too. I don't know. I don't know if she was raised religious or not, but I know that she had a messed up childhood. Oh, um, really? Yeah, I can't remember the details, but like, I don't know, like maybe her dad was an alcoholic and took off and he was a nice one. And right, mom, right. maybe maybe was schizophrenic or something. I'm not sure. Like there was there was some kind of issue. There was um, something going on. There's some demons there. But here's the thing. Here's the thing I was going to ask you, Betty, because you're obviously you're you're a young girl, young woman, and you're into a lot. Of, you're into a lot of this dark music, heavy music. But like I said, I always see you as kind of a happy person. And I don't know. I don't want to make make light of it, but I see uh, kids today, younger kids especially, they listen to a lot of like up uh, poppy music and these uh, TikTok things, but they all seem very uh, depressed and like down. And I, I I always feel like this kind of music is great because it's a, a catharsis for a lot of people. You know, it's kind of a way for them to deal with uh, darkness and sort of work their way through it. Yeah, I don't. Um, I mean, I feel like. For sure, like the drums and guitars and the delivery of the vocals, all is very um, aggressive. And I, um, and man, really having a chick, I mean, it would have been even cooler if the whole band would have been chicks. But yeah, having course, like a, <laughs> having having a woman like commanding this uh, this army and like with gosh, so much conviction and so much. Uh, strength uh, was great, and like to, and the, and the like the sort of questioning of religion, I think was, I mean, I, I was already kind of like Catholic school was weird for me. Like I I tried, I tried right. to you know believe or see it or whatever, but I just never did. I was like, yeah. I don't know what this feeling is that these people are feeling, right? Like right, right. you know, God or whatever. So like this like came in like a a. a an interesting time because also like it's that age when you're like starting to think like your parents don't know what the hell they're talking about and you were lied about everything yeah, you know right and and uh and and the lyrics are kind of you know saying that you know in a bunch of the songs like like that that was those are lies and um i mean this song specifically you know so the blasphemy of it and like the sort of rejection of religion uh, in an angry way, I, I think it was very exciting. Yeah, right, right. Exciting. Yeah, especially, right. I could see, like I said, it's just like a catnip for a Betty, for a young Betty. Yeah, <laughs> yes. But also, as you said, seeing a really strong, powerful woman fronting a band must have been inspiring for you, especially, you know, you ended up playing drums in a band and, and uh, you always, I mean, I always get inspired seeing you play because you're a badass. People don't know Betty is a, is a badass drummer and that's like thank very you. inspiring to see. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah. And like in this, in this whole record, there's not like Susie, Susie's strengths in her vocal delivery does not waver for one second. It's, right. it, it is like super human. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
And it, yeah, she she takes ownership of everything she does. She completely she gets all in on it, takes ownership, and and that's what makes it so uh, compelling, right? Uh, to listen. Yeah, to. yeah, yeah. And the drums are so like air drum worthy. I mean, like or it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's also like fist pumpy, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, of course. Like, you know, like your pet, like, I feel like even like non-drummers, you know, must feel this. Right, right. Probably. <laughs> All right. So speaking of, yeah, darkness and everything, Premature Burial, uh, I guess the title was taken from a Edgar Allan Poe story. Yes. And this, this, this song speaks to me a little, cause I've always had this thing with uh, claustrophobia. Like that's, you know, my biggest fear is being buried alive or being sort of trapped. And, and that's kind of like what this song is about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this this for me this uh, this like hits hard for me. <laughs> Let's listen to a little bit of premature burial. So great, so like primal and and so heavy. Yeah, I I uh, I feel like this song sounds like like a cult, like a, a cult like ritual or a satanic ritual. Right. Like even like <laughs> towards the end, they've got like the chorus singing and and the the line of "We're all sisters and brothers," and they're like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then, and then at the end, it's like, "I'm not your sister and your brother. You know, don't bury me with this." Yes, so it's yeah. Kind right. of rejection. Yes, you know, yeah. Of, You're right. Very of, like cult. religion, you know, or maybe something else. But it's blasphemous for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right, but awesome, but awesome. Now, yeah, well, uh, we didn't mention you're still involved with the Miami Girls uh, Rock Camp. Yes, I uh, I actually took this year off from uh, girls camp because I had some other things I had to oh, take okay, care okay. of, but um, but I went to the finale and um, nice. I'll be back. Yeah, this this is the first year because I'm I, I moved away. This is the first year that I missed it. I I would go every year, and it was uh it, it was really awesome. They would just get it's a it's a camp for girls, uh, and they would get uh, girls that weren't that aren't necessarily. Uh, musicians but wanted to play music and and in like what like a week or two weeks they would they would you know sort of learn to play and write their own songs and it was awesome yeah yeah super good yep yeah 
It's great. All right, so uh, Playground Twist is was the single. I guess the only actual single from the uh, from the record, and it, and it is. I could see them picking it as a single because it's pretty catchy. But it's also the such a weird single. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird it's a weird single, but it's but it's cool. I like the whole theme of it as like because you know playgrounds, especially when we were younger, Betty. Playgrounds could be scary places because there was all this like metal shit and. <laughs> Well, I remember like the playground in my kindergarten. They like there was a a merry-go-round that like so many kids got hurt. Oh, on of it. course, they're like they, they a, a death traps. <laughs> yeah, they had to take it out. Like they pulled it out of the ground because like <laughs> it was totally not yeah not built for the safety kid safety in mind. Just no. <laughs> it's like mayhem, uh, but it was awesome. Uh, let's just do a little bit of playground twist. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's great that that's the single. This is a single. Yeah, it's crazy. Like the, I feel like there there's a really good use of like the children at the end and uh, yes, yes, the the church bells and the fact that it's called playground twist. Uh, like, and the get down on your knees, uh, which is like is it referring to like uh, religion or perhaps like uh, sexual abuse. Uh, it's like really like powerful and scary or sex abuse by the church, you know, possibly, you know, all of it's in there. And I didn't even realize like listening to it, I just hear the, Oh shit. That's like bells in there too. They have the, the yeah, church bells in yeah, there. The church really... bells in there. And there's uh, like some of the songs on this record have saxophone too, which you wouldn't think will work, but works. Yes. Really yeah. Like yeah. You're right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. That's totally right. That's, um, that's actually, yeah. Um, John McKay, uh, playing saxophone yep. also. And just again, li- like listening to it, there is like no traditional guitar sounds on this album, you know? No. It's like he did, they did such a good job of like taking, you know, the, you know, the, the rock band, you know, guitar, bass and drums and totally turning it all around where it's not a, a traditional. There's hardly anything. Well, yeah. Like the, like the drumming too. Like, I feel like it's almost like he only had like a snare and toms and like one symbol. They only let him use every once in a yeah, while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and uh, it's like, especially in this song, like the, the passage you played, like, it's so cool. Like just a simple, you know, drumming, but how it emphasizes and uh, builds upon what the the vocal track, you know, like what Su- Susie is singing. Right. So, um, 
like the, the complimentary, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and it's a, and it's a total example of less is more, you know, the less is more when it comes to like, sometimes that makes it so much more powerful and effective. If you like take things out instead of trying to just throw, throw everything in there. Well, also like it's, it's less, but in a way it's more because since the drums are like so pounding, like it's like, relentless you know it's like uh, that's the word you know that's what I mean? the word <laughs> relentless yes uh and speaking of relentless and speaking of creepy for me this next one um mother oh mine papa in my ha- in my notes i have haunting as fuck <laughs> oh my god haunting as fuck yeah i guess it's a <laughs> interpretation of a german song oh mine papa uh, with uh, words by uh, Susie, she like changed the word and he used this like music box thing. But oh my God, how creepy is this song? Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's it's so good that there's like actually like two vocal tracks, one that's the positive yes. and one like the negative. Yes. It's kind of like buried under it. It's like, like the, what's, you know, the voices in your head or something. Of course, or, of course. And it's like the little, the positive one. And then there's that negative, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's so, and then and then it's actually a music box and slows down at the end and stops. You oh, know, yeah, it, it, and it's like done really well the uh, the way it's done and with her, uh, yeah, like you said, with the two vocal tracks, the whole thing is just done. It's again very simple, just basically a music box and her reciting over it, but effective and creepy as fuck. Yeah. All right, mother, oh mine, papa. really cool as an intro to the next song too because it's like slow and like quiet like to the the build of the lord's prayer right the lord's prayer which the lord's prayer is a big this is a big uh big part of the band because what uh tell everyone like where where this came from originally this is kind of like how the band started right yeah yeah the uh Susie and the banshees which was a a different lineup it was uh suzy but with sid vicious on drums marco peroni on guitar and uh, uh, Steve Severin was was in it all, uh, playing bass. Um, right. They played their first show at the 100 Club, um, and they played this, I guess. But they played this. Um, I mean, a slightly different version because they were like didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Right, right, just, right. You know, a couple years later, 
So and that and that 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 made like you know punk history. Um, it, it did, and it's one of those shows that like everyone, all these people say they were there, but it, it, it they couldn't have all been there because you know there weren't that many people. There, right, but, right, right. I I actually remember I tried finding it on the internet, but I couldn't. Like sometimes things just go away. But I remember reading an interview uh, with Marco Peroni that he said when uh, the Banshees were recording Join Hands. Uh, maybe Severin, maybe someone else, I don't know, asked him how he had gotten the particular feedback sound that he'd had either in Rima Rima or at the 100 Club. I'm not sure. Right. And Marco had no idea. He said, I don't know, turn it up, you know, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> but um, but they, they were trying to replicate because, um, like, he, he, you know, he had been a master, you know, feedbacker uh, himself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting that, like, uh, the, his sound, uh, affected the guitar sound potentially on this record. Oh yeah, yeah, cuz I think at that time that was the whole thing, the the whole punk thing was sort of like a counter to the, you know, to the uh, rock, you know, the the regular rock and roll band. So these these guys they they wanted their guitars to sound different. They wanted it to be, you know, noisier, angrier sounding, so they were going for that. And uh yeah, it, it it's cool that that this uh, iconic thing that this is how they formed doing this that they put this on the album and I guess they recorded it in one take. They I think they tried it a couple different times, but the version they put on there is basically just one take of them going through the uh, the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, I read today. Was that uh, every time they would go in to record, they would also record this song in one take, and right. so they could have several to choose from yep yep and it, uh it's cool i'll play a little bit now and then i'll play some more of it uh throughout uh just because it, it's just really cool obviously it, it's a jam i guess you could say right yeah i i think it's a uh, punk improv right 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 yeah it, <laughs> it, exactly that's good let's just do a little bit of the lord's prayer Betty and I are just jamming along this, bobbing our heads. So, Betty, this, like, you you knew this, the the Lord's Prayer, right? I mean, you were well-versed within this, right? Well, like, I, I remember uh, I, I heard uh, your uh, an episode with uh, Tony Landa, or like uh, 666, the number of the beast. Yes, yes. Um, and like, like, he got in trouble and stuff, you know, for having it, or he had to hide it. I left alone. My mind was blank. Time to think to get them 
Um, I didn't have to hide this, but like I, I don't think I played it real loud, right. you know, okay. because I think it would have been recognizable. Yes, yeah. They were, <laughs> wait house. a second. Um, uh, I, I always at the time I always kind of thought like, I mean, and not like dirty because I don't really think there's much sex in this record, but there was. I always felt like there was wrong of me to be listening to this. Right, song right. Like, yeah. like while I was in Catholic school, like I was like, gosh, this is. This song is a sin, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Which is sin. great. I mean, that's what you want when you're a kid. That's a, that's what you want to listen to, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Stuff that your parents w- would hate. I mean, that's yeah. that's it. That's that's the point of uh Yeah, of like a, a, a religious moral corruption. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah. This, this song is full of it, you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, it is. And Betty was here for it. She was saying, I'm here for this. <laughs> yes. As far as like the sacrilegiousness of this song, like, uh, like, 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 like singing like the Lord's Prayer, but then getting to the part where like on earth as it is in heaven, um, and then she she goes, "There's never ever been a heaven. There's never ever been a heaven." Right. You know, it's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like again, like mind blown like right you know, right mind blown to you yeah because of just because yeah. of how you grew up and how you're raised and you kind and, of and, and yeah. someone just saying this like to right. you like you know like an adult you know saying like you know this is all bullshit right 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 <laughs> you know it's it's powerful it's very yeah it, it's like a powerful thing for uh for someone for a young person who's been maybe thinking the same things to like hear someone being so open about it right yeah 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 yeah, yeah that, that, that's great so are you, uh, have you been following, I know, I know, uh, Susie, she's on tour, but I know it's basically her, you know, but doing Susie songs, but it's her, but have you been following that at all? Or do you, uh, I, I, uh, I've watched a few videos. Uh, I, I thought, um, I saw an excellent version of night shifts, like that, you know, Oh, okay. Uh, Amy goosebumps. Right. Um, I mean, her voice has changed right. and, yeah. uh, it works better on some songs than others, yeah, but even yeah. on the songs that it doesn't work as good, I don't give a fuck. I, yeah, right. That's kind of the way I feel. I still think, oh, look at her. She's badass. She's wearing those uh, sneakers, you know, because yeah. they're uh, comfortable. And <laughs> Yeah, I know. She, you know, she looks great. You know, she like she's uh, really like uh, grown into uh, badass, like older lady. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Which, you know. <laughs> Oh, good. Okay. So you're, uh, yeah. you're on board for that. She seems even powerful to me now. Yeah. Right. So Betty, what, uh, musically, what, what have you been doing? Is Sabic uh, still a thing or what's going on? What have you been doing lately? Uh, musically? it's, it's a long story that I don't want to put on the radio okay. or on this podcast, but, uh, <laughs> That's okay. uh, there, there, there was, uh, it was necessary to take time off of music. Oh, and, okay. Uh, okay. And, and I've been concentrating a lot more on art. Okay, um, great. Like, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is a plug time or not, but yeah, I, I have, it, it, let's do it. It, it is I've plug got time. A, <laughs> I, I've got some uh, uh, one real big and one moderately big painting up right now at MoCA through October first uh, for the South Florida Cultural Consortium exhibition. So nice. it's at uh, the Museum of Contemporary Art, North Miami, and uh, I've got work up at uh, Patient Info in Chicago. Like some small pieces as a group show until August nineteenth. I don't know when this is coming out. Um, yeah, no, so, this is coming out soon. It'll be out uh, before that. Cool, cool. But I'm not sure when the next Savic show will be. But um, I'm open to having having Savic shows. 
But uh, Holly Hunt does have a show coming up in October, October 26th. Um, it's a, a capsule devalued belief in us. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I've got to say Holly Hunt's got to play like close to Halloween time. Of course. I mean, you got yeah. <laughs> so that's a bar Nancy. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Bar Nancy. Okay. Yeah. And best place still if anyone to see what's going on with you is the B Montevaro.com. You know, Instagram is better. Is it um, is Instagram better? All right. What's my your Instagram, Instagram is more up, up to date. Um, uh, beat beat my guest. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, beat my guest. Uh, yeah, beat my guest. <laughs> Adam, <laughs> Ant, who Betty is, is obsessed. Uh, you now, I mean, yeah, you I can't compare. You were just into. It's great. Even looking at the three albums we've talked about. I mean, we've talked about the uh, Go Go's. We've talked about Adam and the Ants, and now we talked about Susie and the Banshees. So you know, you're obviously you have a wide swath of things that you love, but you also have uh, sort of an aesthetic that you that you're drawn to as well i mean it's got to be more than just uh music it's got to be like kind of the whole package and, and the whole uh thing going on for sure right. i i feel like uh an album cover can almost make me not be able to get into a, a record like oh, a really right, bad right. album cover yeah you know or a really great album cover can help me like forgive a lot you right, know, right, 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 right. On a rep, like it's it's almost fifty fifty, you know, for me. Right, right, yeah, because because you because uh, you're an artist at the core, so you have an artist eye for things. So it, it it's it, it's about everything. It's about all that. And you, so you, what, what was your first band that you played? What, what was the name of the band that Miami? You were in a, a band early on in Miami. What was the name? The Human Oddities. Human Oddities. That's it. That's it. I can yeah. remember. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, human oddities, then uh, methadone actors right, for right, a little right. while. Yeah. yeah. And then, the you know, floor and cavity. I love her, but not in so many ways. I made her a box of glass and cardboard and filled it with stars of kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Betty's been, uh, you know, as long as I remember being down uh, in the scene in Miami, Betty's been around. A big inspiration. My daughter, Corey, I don't know, Betty, you probably know that Corey's like a, a full-on drummer now, and she's she was very oh, inspired great. by uh, seeing uh, Betty play early on, and now she's Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, she's a Wow, that's killer. Herself. So uh, it's great. You're still uh, inspiring girls. Uh, inspiring a new generation of people that will make their parents worry about them and uh, <laughs> turn them against their religions and you know well good it's fine yeah it, it's fine yeah. it's all good just as long as they're good people and everything it's fine for sure for sure uh, for sure all right so yeah th this was great betty thanks uh thanks for coming on i really enjoyed it as usual thanks for thanks for having me rob yeah yeah and i'm sure we'll have you on again and gavin we have to we keep talking we keep saying uh gavin uh we gotta get gavin on but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have him pick a record and i'll bet gavin will be right on time too i have a feeling oh <laughs> i'm never gonna live this down <laughs> no, you will not for a while <laughs> all right don't forget uh you could follow me on instagram and facebook it's at that record got me high also that facebook group got me high on hey you on know you never thanked your patreon people on this episode you never didn't mention anybody's names or anything well i don't i i, I just did an episode and i thanked and and i i welcomed the uh, new patrons 
but um, <laughs> I don't have my list right in front of me. <laughs> but I have, I'm, I'm up to date on. Uh, we have a lot of patrons now. I can I have like uh, 90, like 90 patrons. It would take forever. Wow, but, that's great. It's but great. of course, thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks to all my patrons. Of course, I appreciate you all so very much. Uh, if you want to become a patron of the show, go to patreon.com forward slash trgme. You become a patron of the show. Thanks for reminding me of that, Betty. Uh, <laughs> on uh, You can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com. Uh, Betty, once again, it's great. On the show, when this episode comes out, uh, there'll be a link to Betty uh, to her uh, Instagram and her website if you want to check out uh, her art or her music or what she has going on. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It was great. And we'll see you all next week. I'm Rob Elba. We're out of here. Bye-bye.